Previously on the Jay and Dan podcast. Mm-hmm. We are the only species that drinks another species' milk, I, I believe. Like, you don't see any cows drinking our milk. Mm-hmm. The kids, it was a beautiful day Saturday. I'm like, let's go for a bike ride to the next town over. And again, it's a four or five minute car ride. Mm-hmm. Halfway home, I'm like, I, I did not expect this. It turned out to be 10 kilometers there, 10 kilometers back with a 12 and a nine-year-old. Mm-hmm. And now you have a story for the rest of your life because you won't forget it. And said, they'll never, ever go bike riding with daddy again. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, it's just like a, a small, small little contraption on the right side of the toilet. And uh, it's literally, like I said, it's, it's a super soaker for your ass. Mm-hmm. First time you use one, no question, people are going to be, you're, you're for sure freaked out because it's, it's a much different sensation than usual. Mm-hmm. Three or four settings on there, uh, I, I never go past, like, medium, because after that, it's, yeah, it, it gets a little bit tough. Mm-hmm. Hey, I'm here to install your day. <laughs> I'm Mike DeYoung. You're listening to the Jay and Dan Podcast, brought to you by our friends at McDonald's. No, oh, were you using the bidet during our show? Uh, well, I was, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> We're late. We're late for our podcast. Yeah. Sorry about that. Sincere apologies to everybody who listens to the Jay and Dan podcast brought to you by McDonald's. We are late this week. Dan, can you tell them why? Do you want to wait before? We're going to tell you why in just a second. Let's get to our to our, spon- our big thing that our sponsor is doing right now. Dan, Coast to Coast Monopoly at McDonald's is back starting Tuesday, October the 6th. That was yesterday. Guests can play by peeling game stamps from a variety of participating menu items. Dan is enjoying a Big Mac as we speak. Uh, One in five chances to win. Don't miss out on millions of prizes that could have you winning big and feeling good. Plus, new this year, the $1,000 for you and $1,000 for the Ronald McDonald House of Your Choice prize, which will make a meaningful difference for families across Canada. I love that. The Ronald McDonald House, amazing. They're awesome. Head to a McDonald's near you to start playing. And Dan and I... Christoph, the greatest producer in the history, I, I obviously don't need to tell you guys that who listen and, and know Christoph, and he's been with us for 10 years. But he stopped and got us McDonald's on the way here. Mm-hmm. So he got Dan and myself Big Macs and Spicy McChickens. Which spi- is it one of the new fancy Habern- Habanero. It's the Habanero? Is that right, Stoff? Yes, that is correct. Oh, boy. And then uh, we got fries. And so this is interesting. Dan usually gets... Our, our McDonald's orders are remarkably similar. We like the Big Mac combo, maybe something on the side. But Dan, you differentiate. I get a Coke and you get a root beer, but it actually switched. So I have the root beer. You have the Coke. I got to say, I like a root beer with McDonald's. I got to tell you, I'm two bites into this Big Mac. Every time, even if they weren't our sponsor. Right. Every time you open a Big Mac, you're like, that looks like the commercial. Yeah. Yeah, they're put together so nicely. Remember when they improved them, like, well, like a couple of years ago? They improved the bun. Yeah. It's, uh... Well, you uh, enjoy a couple of bites. Can I... We were just trying to find an email. Yes. A lot of you out there probably have Gmail. If you delete an item, and it's the last item you deleted, it should be at the top of the f***ing deleted items list am i wrong here this big mac is incredible you can delete an item and never find it again i don't know where it goes i know 
It's true. And the funny thing is, producer Tim, whenever we say complain about this kind of thing, producer Tim's, he always says, no, we're wrong. So maybe we are wrong. I mean, admittedly, we're not the smartest. Stoff sent us an email on Monday. I cannot find that email. It's gone. Yeah, I can't find it either. I'm with you, Toolsy. I, I don't understand it. If You're I right. sent, if I responded to an email, even if it was a part of a previous email and I responded, it should be the top sent item. It's true. It really should. And it never is. No, no, I don't get it. I, uh, oh, this Big Mac is great. Let's, uh, are we going to bring in our guests, uh, Stoffsy? Yeah. I'm gonna, okay. I'm going to peel my While we're here. waiting for our guests, and we have amazing guests this week. And we're going to tell the story of why not only is the podcast late this week, but for the first time, I think, ever, we were not able to do our television show. Yeah. We actually showed up for work. On Monday. We were ready to go on Monday. And we'll explain it when our guests uh, get here. We were not able to do the show. We were sent home like about a half hour after we got here. Producer Tim said, go bye-bye. It was like a snow day. It kind of felt that way. Though I made the mistake of going to get makeup. So I was made up for nothing. Now, although producer Tim said something creepy, he said, oh, you've got your makeup on at least for when you go home. <laughs> like, Tim? What? Like, we don't want to know your fetishes. <laughs> Exactly. That would explain a lot if producer Tim went home and immediately began to put on mascara, <laughs> blush, lipstick. And, then, and it was just him. I'm so pretty. I'm the prettiest <laughs> producer. I'm the prettiest producer at TSN. <laughs> and the best, but mostly the prettiest. That's what he's saying in a mirror to himself every night. So, yeah, the power went out or a... a, a yeah, we might as well get into it. A box... There's Melted. A, there's a server reports. went down. Well, what happened was, yeah, the power went out. So we're here in Scarborough at the main CTV network. And we are master control for multiple networks at CTV. The national network, um, a bunch of the regional networks, CTV Winnipeg, a bunch of other regional We've networks. We've got a murderer's row right next to us here of master control rooms. That's right. To all these master. So it all feeds through here in Scarborough in our, they call it the Bell Media North Campus. And... The power went out. So no problem. Obviously, you're thinking, doesn't Bell have a backup generator, a massive generator of some sort? Yes, they did. Mm -hmm. But that also went out. Like, what are the odds of that happening? So basically, there was no television, CTV television yeah, TSN was hours. In, TSN went to black for, yeah, hours. And TSN, what we did was we picked up uh, the CBS. Luckily, we had a Monday Night Football doubleheader that night. That really saved us because we picked up the CBS feed and then we picked up the ESPN feed, and uh, and then they kept going with ESPN. I think till three in the morning, and finally Natasha and Lindsay uh, had to stay till three in the morning and do do Sports Center, and we were back. And then I woke up the next morning. I saw Mark Rowe doing the Wimbledon, or not Wimbledon, the French, and I was like, okay, I guess we're back. But there's all sorts of rumors of what happened, as you said, Dan. Uh, did it blow up? Uh, lots of talk of a squirrel, a squirrel possibly chewing through some sort of important wire. Was and that then, for real? I thought you made that up. Uh, that's the rumor. That's the rumor around here. And because, and I believe it, because we have so many, uh, as my neighbor likes to say, night creatures here <laughs> on the Scarborough Bell Media campus 
lot. Like, we have legitimate, and Jason and Randy Sklar are joining us now. Guys, first of all, greetings to you. How are you doing today? Well, we're, doing we're, hanging out at, we're hanging out at the Sklarborough Media Campus, <laughs> which is different than the Scarborough Media Campus. Um, our squirrels don't chew through the wires. They <laughs> try the wires, and then they're like, ugh, these aren't vegan, and Not then they these. just drop them. Funny we're having this discussion, guys, because I had this with my daughters at the dinner table tonight. And we were talking about, because um, my, my youngest daughter, uh, she, my middle daughter, she learned about uh, the pecking order. And I said, mm-hmm. well, a lion really doesn't have anyone he's going to attack. But I said, every other animal, your entire day and night is spent scared out of your mind. Oh, yeah. dude, the animals are winning in this pandemic. Don't you agree, Jay? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, they're coming back out. Like, like you got, like, you know, flamingos in downtown Mumbai. You got, <laughs> they're getting confident, and they're mad that of all, the, all of them that we eat. Like, remember when that Minnesota dentist went out and killed that, you know, elephant? It's like, bad move, bro. They're coming back <laughs> right back. now. Yeah, by the way, I got news to you. Elephants remember Oh, yeah. They, they do. Like, Elephants never forget. Members. Yes. They never forget. <laughs> um, guys, we live in an area here. Uh, we're, we're surrounded by trees, and we get emails about um, coyotes oh, in we the parking lot. We have coyotes down here in L.A., and they're sneaky. I, had a coy- <laughs> I was taking my old dog out. This is about 10 years ago. Out in front of my house, and there was like a limping, yelping coyote out in front of the house. And I ran out, and I scared him with a flashlight, and I ran him back up the hill, and he, like, ran fine. So he was faking that he was hurt, and he ran back up to a pack of, like, six of them up the (laughs) hill. He was trying to get my dog to chase him, and they were going to have a feast on my dog. We got these emails came legitimately from from the higher-ups here saying there are coyotes in the parking lot. Of the of the Palmini campus, but they came they came while we were doing the show. So they said, just to let you know, there are coyotes around your cars. <laughs> you can check out anytime you like, guys, but you can never leave. So I now I just picture you know those um, when the the dogs are doing police training and the guy walks out like Gumby and he's got all the padding on. I picture that that's us going to our cars every night. Now. <laughs> just Jay with like his arm extended and like six coyotes just, just, just dragging off down. me yeah and I get in the car they're still hanging on we're going down the road <laughs> they're not letting go no chance they're letting go I'm thinking about that limping coyote you guys said it the the animals are evolving they're they're getting confident yeah. how confident is that limping coyote because that was that was years ago right wait that was wait years ago you nah, got, that guy the, doesn't even have to limp like, get out of your house he, he literally texts me, get out of your house. I'm outside. Yeah. I was going to say, I, you know, there's like the story of the bear up in Lake Tahoe that walked into a convenience store and just picked up a bag of corn chips and walked out. The next day, he went back in and picked up another bag of corn chips, turned to the guy at the cashier and said, I'll Venmo you later. That's how he falls there. And he grabbed a white claw too. I think he took two white claws. He grabbed a white claw. He did. He did. Well, did the bear get a sponsorship deal like that guy did the skateboarding and ocean spray bought him a, a vehicle? Yeah. Oh my god. Did ocean spray that guy's the best. Like the fact that you're talking about the guy who sang Fleetwood Mac yes. and while drinking. That's I was right. just like never has anyone consumed ocean spray <laughs> in that way. Yeah. 
Urinary. I, I also I was like, how many off ramps is this guy going on? It's like on a Cloverfield loop here, this guy. Urinary tract infections at an all-time low. Yeah. I mean, this guy is definitely, he. De- all I know is like the next day there was no weed in his system whatsoever. <laughs> By the way, guys, I is should point out... You uh, do? You drink uh, limping Coyote sounds like a band that the three of you would be into. Yeah, it does, doesn't totally. it, guys? Limping, uh, limping Coyote was the basis for Gordon Lightfoot. <laughs> 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 that was his Native American name That's when he right. went on a limping very Coy- special peyote trip. <laughs> <laughs> and that was a Gordon Lightfoot live album, a very special peyote trip. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was his name used to be Gordon Levinson, but then when he went to the Indian Reservation, Native American Reservation, he changed it to Gordon Lightfoot because he was and then after light that he changed it to Getty Lee. Um, <laughs> no, but did we, was one of you? Did one of you tell us a long time ago that <laughs> Gordon Lightfoot had like his newest wife would come out on stage and spray his throat before he sang. Did you <laughs> no, that say was that? not us. That was not <laughs> us. <laughs> it feels like information that you guys would have. Well, the one thing I think I did tell, last time I talked to you guys, I believe I told you that, and this is so Canada, mm-hmm. that Gordon Lightfoot and Drake live in the same neighborhood. Like, they're <laughs> literally neighbors. Like, we can't just spread out our musicians who are 50 years apart in age. They've all got to live in the same street. <laughs> and Murray's I there. Mean, this is how Anne Murray's up there on a pedestal. Tiger mows their lawn. We get it. We get it. The glass tiger lead singer. <laughs> Alan Frew. Alan Frew's been living here for 60 years, and his accent is still the thickest Pristine. Scottish brogue you've ever heard in your life. Yep. Last time yep. I saw him, he was surprising an elderly woman when you could still enter um, seniors' complexes. This was pre-COVID, yeah. and he surprised her for her birthday, and she... An elderly woman wanted to see Glass Tiger lead singer Alan Frew. Yes. That was her dream. Yep. They danced together was... to their big hit. <laughs> it was so... the shortest visit ever. <laughs> she said, I want to dance with you to all the hits. three-minute visit. Oh it was a three. It was a three-minute visit that Brian Adams had to come in and, like... You know, like dance in for a couple of seconds and then come back up. Oh, he's yeah. gone though, guys. Adams, he's been living in England for decades. He, I don't know if you remember, he had to sing the the national anthem at a NHL All Star game a few years ago, and he just flat out forgot it. Like he he forgot the lyrics. He's checked yeah. out of Canada. And remember, um, at the start of COVID, which seems like five years ago, Brian Adams got in because he was mad that his concerts were canceled because of COVID. That's yeah, right. That was like, I do remember that. He spoke out against it. He couldn't believe it. We're like, said, who are you? Bri- we're like, you're Brian Adams. Who, you're acting like Ryan Adams. What the <laughs> hell are you doing, man? <laughs> like, you know what? This pandemic cuts like a knife, bro. Cuts like a knife. But it feels all right. Feels, feels all right. so nice. Brian Adams uh, living on that street. Uh, who else? Corey Hart, of course, living Corey, on that street. Yeah. Well, wearing his sunglasses <laughs> at night, annoying everybody, honestly. Mm-hmm. Making exactly. everyone upset, guys. How's LA right now? Is it uh, is are the fires under control? What the is going on? Burning <laughs> as we speak. I mean, it's under control. I think the fires are okay in Southern California. We're all right. We've cleared through that. 
it's just a weird, intense time. You know, this is a, a city of industry where the industry requires that people get together. Yeah. And you just can't do it. Uh, it's just been, it's been a bizarre time to be out in this place and to be comedians who our job is to go around and be in small rooms where people are laughing and spraying in the air, ocean spray in the air. <laughs> right, right. At the end of every Sklar Brothers show. You hope, that was you the hope thing. at the end of every joke. <laughs> More so. ocean spray. But did you guys happen to have a bunch of dates? Like, like, did you have a tour? Yeah. You actually had to cancel? Yeah. 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 We came oh, off the road. We were, we were oh, up no. near you guys. We oh. were in Madison, Wisconsin, which is, has one of the best clubs in the country. We recorded two stand-up specials ago. We recorded an hour special in Madison for Netflix. We were, you know, we were in Madison at this great club. Comedy on stage, fantastic. We had sold-out shows, and then... You know, Friday started rolling around, middle of the day. It was this March 10th, ran, March 11th. Yeah, March 10th, yeah. Is this, po- this post-Gobert, post-Rudy? Is that post-Rudy Gobert yeah, testing I, positive? Uh, Maybe by no, a few Rudy days? Rudy Gobert happened. Oh, uh, the Rudy, next Rudy week. Gobert, I think that happened the next week. Right, And right. so we were like, so we were there, and like everything was getting shut down, and then finally oh. the club was like, we can't be the reason that a super spreader happens. Uh, and I was like, wow, that's amazing that a comedy club has uh, more <laughs> so responsibility than our goddamn president <laughs> of the United States. They're like, we need to be responsible. We don't want to be the cause for an outbreak. This is what the comedy club said. Is it's run by very smart people. And we said, yeah, that's, we totally agree. And so we hopped on a plane the next day and headed back home and we haven't been on the road, but like we had dates two weeks after that, we were going to do our podcast in Vancouver Seattle and Portland. We were supposed to do our podcast in Milwaukee, St. Louis, and Minneapolis. We had like three-day little dumb people times out there. And, you know, we had to cancel it all. I mean, we've somewhat pivoted, and we are doing our podcast, and we've done stand-up on this thing called Nowhere Comedy Club, which is really cool. And on November 7th, right after the election, so my guess is we're going to be in a deep state of confusion and no one's going to know what's happening. And people <laughs> right. are just going to need to laugh. but Or they're going to be really mad or they're going to be happy and they're going to want to celebrate. But on November 7th, we're doing Dumb People Town Live with John Hamm and the band Tennis, our guest. Oh, so tennis, tennis, I love them. Love them. So they're in Denver. They're going to be playing on Zoom. And it's like a Zoom thing. If you go, you're, People in Canada can get tickets if you go to eventbrite.com and you just look up Dumb People Town November 7th, John Hamm and Tennis. It's great. We have people from all over the world. So that's the beautiful, weird, interesting pivot that's happened is that, that's great. you know, we go and do these shows. So two weeks ago, we had Mike Birbiglia and Mike Doty, who was the lead singer of Soul Coughing. He played. And then a month before that, we had Gaffigan and Ben Lee. Ben Lee played. And it was just fantastic. But we had people from Ireland. We had a guy from New Zealand. We had, like, pe- people would say to us, like, when are you coming up to Maine? And we're like, probably never. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know a world in which we come to Maine, but guess what? We can come into your living room and you can screen share off your computer onto the TV and it's like we're in your living room. Yeah, I know Just for Laughs, like, Just for Laughs is happening right now and it's all virtual. Like, and I know you guys have done Just for Laughs and all that stuff. Yeah, we Uh, we love it, man. We love Just for Laughs. Montreal is amazing. We, that's, that's such a fun festival. We we started doing it every year, and we just love it. Can we just? I have two quick follow up questions. Number one, sure. Jim Gaffigan. How is he doing? He scared me a little bit there with his I mean, uh, did, rant. You know, he scared people who didn't know him. We've always known him. He's like a super fair, just nice guy who only wants justice for people. And so you're right. like. Yeah, of course he's going to be mad. He's got five kids who wants them to grow up in a world that actually isn't on fire. 
Yes. And so he's just like, I can't take this anymore. Yeah, if you really and, look at, like, I think people who only, like, knew him as the Hot Pocket guy, yeah, they... <laughs> They may have been a little alarmed by it, but, you know, he's a, he's a New York comic. He's like, you know, he's a progressive guy. He cares. Like one, of his best, one of his best bits ever. And again, we just don't. He's like, I love how in, in New York, this is a bit that he did when we lived in New York, all of us in the 90s. Yeah, he'd be like, I love how in New York people just drive up to you like you're there for, you're there for their benefit. Like some guy just drove, drove up to me. I was on the street. He's like, Holland Tunnel. He's like, excuse me, Ed Body, Holland Tunnel, how do I get there? Let's go, hurry up. Like he's on, I'm on his schedule. And Jim just bent down and looked at me and said, okay, why don't you take a left right up your ass and then drive your car into the wall? It was like he was in the Hudson River. But, I mean, it was really funny, and I was like, yeah, there's an edge to this guy. Of course it's going to come out. I think I think it was this it was. I totally agree with you on all that. I think it was the swearing. Yeah, because he's, he's a clean he's comic. He's the classic, like, the ultimate clean comic, it seems. Yeah, like. yeah. I think I think he felt like, you know, we talked to him a little bit after, you know, because we were in close contact to do our show, and then a few days later he went off, which, you know, again, come see if John Hamm does that a week after <laughs> our show. Well, uh, I, I, that, that's my follow-up. Okay. Uh, sorry, Dan. I The John Hamm thing, I never asked you guys about this. He's a St. Louis guy. You're St. Louis guy. Uh, the the connection. Where, when did it happen? When did you first meet? So, so, so we, so Ham, you know, Ham's like a year older than us. Uh, he just has been way more successful. Um, <laughs> but we're, we're in the same sort of milieu of kids from St. Louis. Like, we kind of knew our neighbor, our next-door neighbor, went to John Burroughs High School with him, and they were friends, and they knew him, and we've known, we had some mutual friends back then, but we never, we, we figured out that we never really hung out back in St. Louis. But then when we came out to L.A. starting in the, early, in the late 90s, we were doing comedy at a place called Largo, which is one of the best comedy venues ever. The and they're doing some live stuff online. If you ever get a chance to check them out, that's a great club to support Largo, Los Angeles. Isn't they're Conan doing, doing show. a show there, guys? Yeah, Conan. Yeah, right. Conan did his show out of there. He's a, it's an amazing place. We were doing the podcast live out of there. But anyway, go ahead, Jay. And then so, late so, Han- so on Monday nights in the late 90s, they used to do a comedy show there. Uh, and it was the best uh, the best comedy show in the country. I mean, you'd show up at that show and like Galifianakis would be on the show. We would be like hosting the show or on the show. You'd have people like Karen Kilgariff who, who hosts uh, my favorite murder podcast. You'd have like, you know, Paul F. Tompkins. Paul F. Tompkins. Jack Black. Patton, Jack Pat yeah. Oswald. Pat Oswald, yeah. you'd have Amy Mann come on and play a song. I mean, it'd be like the most amazing show ever. And Ham, who was just knocking around as an actor in L.A. in L.A. at the time, was just a big comedy fan. And so he would just show up and watch that show every week. And so he kind of was familiar with what we were doing. And then he popped around, went back to St. Louis, taught acting at his, uh, at his former high school. And then he came back to L.A. And, and when he got Mad Men, it was the perfect role for him. He was ready for, the, ready for prime time, and he crushed it. And, of course, he took off after that. And what people don't realize is that his first role was a seri- his major breakout role was a serious role, but he's a super funny dude. So then when he hosts Saturday Night Live, everyone's like, wait a second. And then when he hosts the ESPYs and he's the funniest dude ever, they're like, wait, why is he allowed to be good-looking and a great actor and super funny? That's not fair. Did you guys know he was part of a national advertising campaign here in Canada for one of our food delivery services? (laughs) No. No. He is the face of it for Skip the Dishes. I love it. Skip the Dishes. dishes. I love it. STDs. 
Skip the dishes. Okay, you got to skip the dishes up in Saskatoon. So, yeah, he must have got paid a ton of money for that. Um, hey, guys. I mean, um, so getting back to Dumb People Town, I have, uh, sure. I have two must-listens uh, every week when I'm going to work and uh, going back home from work. It's um, Dumb People Town and, uh, and uh, Howard Stern. Uh, so you Love guys it, had um, David Spade on recently. Yeah. And I think within a day or two of that, Howard Stern was discussing the best talk show guests ever, and David Spade was top of the list, and I would have to agree. So yeah, man. Spade has be- yeah, dude, Spade's the best. I mean, he's become a friend. Like, he's become someone we hang out with. Like, Spade's like, hey, you guys want to go watch uh, Thursday Night Football? And we're like, yeah, because he's hilarious. Spade is so funny. He's always been hilarious. Like, here's a great Spade story. Jay and I are in Phoenix, Arizona, or Tempe, at the Tempe Improv, which is a great club. This is years ago. And this is after, right after Chris Farley died, Spade comes in because he's from the Phoenix area. Okay, Scottsdale. And his, he's there with Kevin Farley. And he's like, hey, you guys, do you get mine if I go up and do some time on your show and just do a little bit of time? We're like, are you joking? Go do as much as you want. He's like, I'm just going to do 15 minutes, and I don't even know what it is and whatever. He goes up and does, first of all, exactly 15 minutes. So he's, uh, he's a respectful dude. It was the funniest stuff ever. He's just Nick knocking stuff around, and it was so funny. And then he comes back in into the green room. We're like, dude, that was so hilarious. <clears throat> Thank you so much for doing the show. And he's like, yeah, we're going to stick around and watch you guys. And I thought, there's no way we're going to see this guy. We're just not. I mean, see you later, Dave. We'll see you in the future. And we finish our set. We do an hour-long set. <clears throat> we come off stage and do like a basically a 45-minute merch line where people come up to us afterwards and we talk and hang out with them. And then after everybody left, Spade comes down from the balcony with him and proceeds to tell us all the bits that we did that he liked. And I was like, guys, the the best. Like, he did not need to do that. He could have just taken off. And he just was really cool. So once we started doing Lights Out with David Spade, they started hiring us to do it. We started hanging out with him, and we're like, this guy is so funny. He's just so fun and to hang out with and funny in the moment. Like, Chris Rock is off, like, gone on the record saying, this guy's the funniest guy Ever. That's well, he's a must-watch. If he's on a late-night talk show, you have to watch. Hilarious. Because he, so he thinks like a comic. Like what, what? I've never seen somebody just bring something up in passing, and I know it's like the first time it's ever come out of his mouth, and it's already a fully formed comedy bit. It's like he was gold. talking about. We were talking about like he's like some guy invited him to like a. He's like do a bunch of Hollywood people. It was like him. He had his house up in the hills, like this crazy house up in the hills. And at the house, he had like he brought out all of his exotic animals. This guy had like all these like exotic animals at his house. Like Spade is telling us the story. We're like, this is the craziest story ever. And the cops came because they were like for a noise violation. But everybody was like holding an animal. They're like. And he was just like, at that moment, everyone was just like, all right, we've got to get rid of the animals. And like, people are like flushing lynxes down the toilet. <laughs> the <laughs> coyotes like, are coming out with the yeah, lynx. Exactly. <laughs> but his was, bit, like his bit of people trying to hide animals like they're hiding drugs when the cops are there <laughs> was the funny. And Randy and I are losing it. We're like, oh my God, is that like an old bit they used to do? He's like, no, it's the first time I've ever said it. We're like, that's a fully formed bit. That's not fair. You can't. Say something for the first time and have it be a four-minute bit. 
I always, not fair. I always remember, guys, we had, when we were at FS1, there, very briefly, a Jay Glazer organized a once-a-week fantasy football show with a lot of his buddies. So it was some MMA yeah. fighters and sure. a few comedians. I think Brody Stevens was on. He was uh, God, the late Brody God, Stevens. Rest in peace. Rest so in power. Funny. 818-818-2019. I did a Brody Stevens impression for Brody Stevens and Spade saw it and said it was good. It was the peak of my life. And <laughs> That's great. I but, love it. But the thing I always remember about that is, yeah, so Spade agrees to come on this show, this once-a-week FS1 show. I think it was between stuff. And, and mm-hmm. I always remember, like, all shows on FS1 that first year, it premiered. There's promos, there's billboards, there's great fanfare, and then the week one ratings come out, and they're, like, really, really abysmal. And I always remember <laughs> they, that the second Spade showed up for the second show, he didn't know what the ratings were. And he asked someone, you know, he asked someone what they were, and someone, you know, like some ridiculous, like twenty five thousand people or something. And I remember the look on Spade's face, and he never returned to the show. He just <laughs> <Yeah>. left. <laughs> it, was over. it was over at that I mean, point. You know, you're, you know, you're on a channel that uh, that people don't watch when our boss is handed his business cards with a listing of um, the channels on what service provider. So we hand them yeah. to. They say if you hand this to someone at a bar. You know they might yeah. leave the channel on and not change it. We're like, this, this <laughs> is what like, we're doing. And you're like, is that part of our job? <laughs> Go around to the hospital recruiting and people to leave their TVs on. <laughs> yes, we're Head trying to, to trick people. Yeah, go to the convalescent homes and just start flipping on some TVs. <laughs> it's like cock cable two hundred one. And like the lowest channel setting we were on was like one thousand and seventy four. <laughs> yeah. oh, and you're like, it's HD, guys. It's HD. <laughs> people, um, people. The, this is everyone's reaction to watching FS1. I didn't know my TV went up that high. Exactly. That's the quote on the billboard. Yeah, that was that was an adventure. Um, hey guys, when can you quickly describe? Because I get giddy when I hear this on Dumb People Town when you say we've got another Greenlee. Okay. Can you describe this man in a succinct manner? And and the game we play. And the game we play is so much fun, too. Jay, go ahead. So Greenlee, what's his first name, Rand? Why did I blink on it? Will. Will Will Greenlee is a... And I, and I, if you could see my fingers right now, they're making the largest air quotes in the world, <laughs> journalist, yeah. who writes for the TC Palm, the Treasure Coast Palm, which is down in Florida, Palm, you know, TC Palm reader, and he writes the crime beat about all, like weird crime that happens, and he over-explains things to a point where you, we now are trying to guess. Does he have a 1,200-word uh, minimum that he has to go out, and his stories are always 600 words, and so he has to just stretch? Like he wrote, yeah, like, so he, like explained, he explained what it, how an anchor works in one of his yeah. stories. <laughs> he explained what pants were. Like, what are pants? He wrote are in the- one story two full verses of the thong song. <laughs> we're like, <laughs> and so you say to yourself, okay, why does he do this? Or does he think that the people he's writing for are so dumb he has to explain these things? Or does he feel like maybe he himself needs to know what these things are? He puts them in there. So the game we play, and this is the most brilliant game ever, is that Dan Van Kirk, our co-host on Dumb People Town, he will himself write what he calls Greenleaves, where you go through a story and we have to guess 
is it who wrote that? Who described what a shirt sleeve is? Is it Dan or is it Greenlee? And we usually do it live in front of an audience. And I'm telling you, we've done it in Brooklyn. Michael Che was on the show. And Michael Che was like, I got it. I got it. He's like, I got the pattern. I got the pattern. And then they got the next four wrong. Like one, we're like, dude, you do not have the pattern. (laughs) And Will Will Arnett was on and he was like, I'm going to go to Florida and I'm going to destroy this man. Like he was so (laughs) angry by the end of it. It was unbelievable. It's such a fun game to play. I think we'll probably have one. I'm guessing we'll have one on November 7th. But the excitement and the tension around it. And what's so funny to me, like Randy and I secretly are wishing that like he knew, he knows about Dumb People Town, our podcast. He knows the Greenlee game that we play. And now he's just like, going wild with these explanations just so they can be part of the show. I know that's not true, but if we ever got to do one in Florida, and who knows, maybe we'll do a special one where we get Greenlee on as a guest. That would be unreal. I would love it. You and never Greenlee- know. You never know. But it is, it is so much fun as we sort of go through, as you know, Dan knows, like dumb stories, that, like the dumbest stories of things that happen in this world, and try and break them down to try and understand is the world getting dumber or are we just seeing more dumb stuff or is it louder or is dumb prouder? Now, and I think like about that every time you guys ask that question, I'm think, well, it's because of social media. We're just seeing more dumbness because yeah. we're, we're, yeah, we we're always that dumb. Yes. So, well, let me, let me tell you guys a story and you, and, and, and this really illustrates it. This just happened to us. So our kids have been begging us to get on TikTok for so long. And I'm like, I don't know enough dances. Um, <laughs> so, so they're like, you got to get on TikTok. You got to get on TikTok because that's what our kids do. They just watch TikTok over and over and over again. And they make TikToks and all that stuff. So they're like, you got to get on. And there are comedians on. You should do it. Finally, we're like, okay, we're going to do it. We're going to do it. We do a daily podcast called Sclabro Country, the Virus Edition, where every day we take two stories that are happening that are pandemic-related in some way. and try, We try and give people a breath and, and make fun of it. And from those stories usually comes a social media clip that we'll put on our Instagram. Like, and it could be about the pandemic or like the other day we found out that Taco Bell. I don't know if you guys have Taco Bell in Canada. Yeah, we've got it. We, were, so we ran to Bell the is- north border. So they're coming out with their own wine that they're going to start selling. Their house-made wine that their parents... It says, pairs well with a chalupa. Pairs well with a chalupa (laughs) is a phrase that should never be said. You know what pairs well with a chalupa? Crying in the fetal position in the shower. You know what what pairs well with a chalupa? Explosive diarrhea. (laughs) Yeah, that pairs well with a chalupa. Also... They called it, they called the wine Jalapeno Noir. We're like, that's all right. By the way, Jalapeno Noir is the name of several drag queens in Mexico, right? <laughs> it's also the name of a Mexican cinema where everyone gets killed in a drunken stupor at Taco Bell at 3 a.m. It's a genre of Mexican It's cinema. a genre of film. No, we're like, here's some other names that you could have called it. Like, oh, I don't know, Merlot Self-Esteem. How about yeah. that? How about Chardonnay? It's a there you go. Uh, Loose stool Cabernet. All right. So so we'll take a clip like that and put it on our Instagram and then cut it down and put it on our TikTok. And it's been growing. Like, we started doing it in the last, like, three months. And I'm glad that we got on. In three months, we've gotten close to 25,000 followers. Okay, guys, what is it? Because I'm going to put it on mine right now. I'm also on TikTok because of my daughters. We're... We're at Sklar Brothers, but I, okay. I, I at tell the Sklar story. Brothers at Sklar Brothers. Okay, and so there it is. I tell you're the story. you're yeah. already verified. 
Okay, great. We're already verified. But like we we did a video recently because you know most of our videos we put them up in some of our some of their old stand up clips. You know we put up a stand up clip that to us was an interesting stand up clip, but it wasn't like our signature bit or anything. And it got like three hundred thirty three hundred forty thousand views, which is crazy. So we so we post this video about a guy in Florida who gets who who's gets tailgated by someone in a, in a Nissan 370Z. And the guy tailgates him, and this guy stops short, and the guy rams into him. Then he drives around and cuts him off and holds a gun out of his window, but then drives away. Jesus. So this guy in his car, who's got a dashboard cam, and his buddy in the front seat riding shotgun, takes a gun out of his sweatpants like he's Plexico Burris up in the club. <laughs> and starts firing through his own windshield. He fires, he shatters his own windshield, shooting at a guy who is driving away from him who cut him off but flashed a gun. Now, we were like, this guy's the biggest dummy in the world, and this is someone who shouldn't, like, I guess, maybe stick your gun outside your car when you shoot. Hand it to your buddy. Right-handed, <laughs> and he can stick it out. If, if you don't have it's, good aim. <laughs> listen, it's called shotgun for a reason. Let him shoot it out the window. So we, we we posited all these things in a and then it, and then way. at the end we're like maybe don't bring a gun in the car or maybe don't own a gun maybe don't own a gun so we that, that's we that, so we didn't even think anything about it all right I we posted put, up thinking I posted up there thinking all right this thing's gonna get like three or four thousand views some people like it it is what it is it's our podcast clip this thing takes off I'm not joking we posted. It Friday. It is now at a million views. Wow. 1.1 million. 1.1 wow. million views. Here, I've got it here. All the ones that, um, one the, and all the so the so we got like 115,000 likes, which is crazy. It's fantastic. It's wonderful. But then it was like 3,000 comments because some crazy gun nuts started. Oh, the NRA. Oh, all these crazy gun nuts start telling us, like, how dare you? You didn't show that the other guy flashed his gun first. It's you libtards are, are thrown out on the media. It's all about how media is manipulating and all this stuff. You know, it's their way of saying, get off. We're like, we're like you guys, but please, you got, he's firing through his own yeah. windshield. Even if you're on this guy's side, he's ruining his own vision, and he himself could <laughs> crash his own car. You guys are in support of that. The guy didn't shoot back at him, but that we're like, that's where we're at right no, now. And we're where like, people... wait, so he's firing directly through the front of his windshield, and if they're driving in the same direction on the freeway, that means the guy is driving away from him. He's in front of him. So there's no way that the guy's firing back at him if he's driving. There's no way. So this guy's shooting straight ahead. So you're wrong. And we started, you know, for a while, Randy and I were, like, trying to answer some of these people. And then what I noticed was that a bunch of people started coming on, and I started checking their profiles, and they would have, like, zero followers. Yeah. They would just come on to be like, you guys are idiots, you guys are this. And they were getting really threatening and violent. And I realized that if someone comes on and they have zero followers, that means somebody who's like a gun nut alerted all these other crazy Correct. gun nuts to yeah. start getting on and <clears throat> posting about Older. and saying mean things. So then we just became like Dikembe Mutombo and just started blocking everyone, and it felt so good. It feels so good to block someone. It feels so good for someone to make an argument and you just to go block and you disappear. It's a very aggressive move, isn't it? Like, it feels yeah. aggressive to block somebody. It feels great. It feels great. But, but what was happening was that so many people were activated by, I guess, you know, maybe a couple influential gun nut people who have a lot of followers. It, it's the same way, this is the same thing that happened to us when a few years ago, when Tony Stewart 
killed that dude, murdered oh, a person, yeah. uh, killed a guy while driving on a dirt track, which he did not need to be driving on. But so the guy got mad at him, started walking to his car. And Tony Stewart, who pretty much can control any car that he's in, temporarily swerved and hit this guy and took him out and killed him. And so then I was at, I was at a museum in, in San Francisco and I tweeted out, uh, I didn't realize Tony Stewart, who said he was going to take a year off his racing again today, two weeks after he killed someone, uh, my, or two weeks after the incident. Uh, my question is, he killed anyone today? That's what I tweeted. All right. And I was just like, Outraged that this guy who did this thing, who has never, who never apologized for it, who felt like he was in the right, did that thing. That was my attitude. I tweeted out, well, someone who follows us what is like a NASCAR reporter, and they tweeted out, these are the guys who said this about him. And so they unleashed a redneck army oh on us of people who were trying to threaten us on Twitter. And so we started blocking. So then we said, this is the who told people to come after us on Twitter to our fans. So now our fans started going after, the th and, and it just got to an ugly place, and it makes you really upset. So what I did today was just turn off the comments on that video. Um, wow. But it, it's scary. For a minute, you're like, uh, maybe we shouldn't get into a fight with crazy gun people. Yeah. Especially yeah. now. Well, here, here's right? a happier thing, I think. I'm just scrolling through your TikTok. What's this bit about? Worst name for a Disney lawyer ever. <laughs> So there, so, so there was this guy. It was trying to sue Disney because Evil Knievel's son was trying to sue Disney because of a character in uh, oh, in, in Toy, Toy Story, Story 4. Four for Duke Kaboom, the Canadian Kaboom. character. So, so the whole thing about Duke Kaboom was he's basically Evil Knievel, but all they did was make him Canadian, which I think is hilarious. Like, Canadian Evil Knievel is like a guy as he's flying over the buses. He's like, sorry, I'm so sorry. It was, it was the Keanu. Didn't Keanu voice him? Keanu yeah. voiced him. So the, guy, so the guy did it. So then as we're reading through the story and covering the story, we found out that the lawyer for Disney's name was Jeffrey Epstein. Oh, no, no, like, no. If your name is Jeffrey oh. Epstein, you need to now go by Jeff, especially yeah. if you work for Disney. Jeffrey, oh, first of all, sounds God. like a little boy's name. <laughs> and it also sounds like the name of a guy who wants to play with little boys. Right. So yeah. Yeah. It's terrible. You, if your name is Jeffrey Epstein, go get a new name. Yeah. Go by your middle name. Go, go by, by, a, go by or, an unrecognizable symbol like Prince did or something. you you got to change it. Like, at this point, you just like Cosby ruined the colorful sweater, yes. this guy has ruined the Jeffrey Epstein name. You cannot use it anymore. So those are the bits that we throw out here, and, uh, and you never know, by the way, what's going what's gonna to hit. And I'm still on the fence about whether I'm happy that our crazy gun thing hit. Or or not, I'm terrified. I'm waiting for people to show up at my house. Hey, no, you've got, you've got, the, you've got the coyotes to protect you. We got coyotes. We got coyotes. You're going to be just fine. You know, I was talking to my wife about this the other day. The name Karen, that's over. Yes, it's ruined. That's over, right? So There's ruined. no more I mean, Karen. We just we said, what if there was a? This is one of our things on there that got like 230,000 views. We said, what you know? The, what if there's a tropical storm or a hurricane, Karen? You're naming them, Karen. She's only good. She's gonna like go through a, a poor a poor neighborhood and blame them. Call nine one one on them because she destroyed their neighborhood. She only destroys Costco customer service. She just goes and she will not wear a mask. This is Hurricane Karen. And they love throwing meat around grocery stores. Throw just meat around grocery, and your kids will die. I mean, there was 
there was a pastor, and, and the cool thing about it is that like sometimes stand-up can come out. There was a pastor who had claimed that COVID happened because of gay marriage. Not gay sex. <laughs> Two men picking out wallpaper for their powder room. That's why it... Two men wondering, like, talking about how much they are they put up with each other's mothers. Like, right. that's what it caused. Gay marriage. Two men then, going through the lengthy process of adopting a baby. That's what's going <laughs> to, that's seriously what's going to give you. That, and so this guy said, you know, COVID is, is retaliation from God. And then this guy got COVID. And we said, you pissed off gay God. There's a gay God out there right now who's mad at you right now. And you did yeah, it. And you, you do not want to get, you not want to piss off gay God because gay God will smite you and then will make fun of your clothes. <laughs> gay God is friends with Anderson Cooper. Gay God is going to destroy you. Gay God, gay God will, will make fun of you and every show on Bravo. We'll, we'll, we'll name check everyone for that. Like, it's such a great concept that there is a gay God retaliating for all the people who are trying to lay this on gay people. And that was a stand-up bit that came out of us I, I doing mean, this. I this is what our friend said. If you don't think there is a gay God, someone please explain miniature horses. <laughs> <laughs> is, would, if, like, George Burns was the personification of God in the movies, would it be like Richard Simmons would be the gay Yeah, or oh. Billy or Billy. Porter, you know our story with Richard Simmons. I mean, Jesus Christ, we, we met Richard Simmons on a plane, and it was uh, we had, we did the last long interview with Richard Simmons. People say that his he's yeah, now he, being con- controlled by his maid. Oh yeah, this is so strange. He's like I actually thought he had passed away, but he's a, he's very much alive. But you just haven't seen him for years, right? Right. Yeah, and I mean they're saying the there's last... mind control, mind control Jesus. going on with his maid. That's nuts. I mean, that's not how you treat gay God. No, that's not gay God will fight gay back. <laughs> gay God will fight back and then sweat to the oldies. Hey, guys, our last point here. Um, since you brought it up, and the, the word is can be misconstrued or maybe misgoogled, but how many married guys have Googled super, <laughs> super spreader and <laughs> trying to convince their wife, honey? Hey, I'm just I'm trying to keep the family safe here. <laughs> A super spreader, because that's got to be a porn. All I know is you do super sweater and you're like, God, this house is a lot more white now. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, guys, you're the best. at the White House. <laughs> you guys are amazing. Um, any before we go, anything else? Um, Eventbrite. That's uh, that's where our podcast so tickets event, came through. Eventbrite. Yeah. Oh, cool. Eventbrite.com. Look up live Dumb People Town November seventh. Where those tickets are selling out. John Hamm and tennis. Definitely come to that. And then check out our, um, so here's the other, two other things. Check out our uh, daily podcast. Uh, it's called Squabro Country, the Virus Edition. 30 minutes every day. What are you doing? You're walking your dog. You're, you're doing the dishes. Or I guess if you're, John Hamm's influenced you in Canada, you say no to the dishes. That's right. You uh, skip them. Ditch the dishes. It's STDs. Skip the dishes. Skip the dishes. Skip the dishes. <laughs> 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 the first time I saw the commercial, I was like, did they think that through? <laughs> no, no, they didn't. Nobody thought anything through in Canada. Uh, that's, that's, how, that's how Rob Ford got elected. So, uh, <laughs> may he rest in peace. May he rest in power, big man. I told, may he I, rest in a mountain of cocaine. <laughs> I told Jason and Randy about how uh, Rob's brothers now are what they would know as our governor our, our premier yep and that he was also a former <laughs> dealer in high school <laughs> <laughs>
Rob Ford was the White Panther. We had Black Panther. Rob Ford was White Panther. You want to hear us? What kind of forever? But I mean, the idea that the yeah. So so we've got the the that that thing is just a blast. So check that out, Daily Podcast, and then uh, follow us on all the things. You know, and we have a YouTube page where we put up our daily podcast on the YouTube page and we're putting up all episodes of Cheap Seasons and, you know, we put up the... Such the, a funny show. Uh, My favorite. Yeah, we put up the, the podcast with David Spade so you can see the full-length one there. We're going to put up old Dumb People Town. So check it out. That's uh, You look up Scalabro Country on YouTube and you'll find us. Subscribe to that. But um, the mini, the mini putt, uh, the mini putt cheap seats is probably my favorite uh guys before we let you go um mcdonald's is our sponsor so we always ask our guests yes uh what is your go-to mcdonald's order jason you go first so in mine was in the mid 90s early to mid 90s they had the arch deluxe i don't even know if that's around anymore it had mayonnaise on it it was the dopest best ever but i will say this i just took my son to get the travis scott meal fantastic I love we don't have the Travis Scott here. We only have the Ann Murray. Yeah, we've you got the, the Ann Murray. Murray. You have the Gordon Lightfoot. We have the Maestro <laughs> Fresh Wes. No, actually, Jay, we, you made a joke. Jay made a great uh, joke. He, um, we said, oh, we've got the Drake up here, and it turns out to be like a small uh, chocolate milk and a small fry. That's People it. Are like, what? Yeah. That's, you what? know why I'm here for a small fry. I, yeah, you want a really big team. Uh, I truthfully, I took my daughter to get the R. Kelly, and it was A in the closet and B two water, <laughs> and it was a lemonade. No, a, I don't appreciate. I, I am a McNugget guy all the way. I could eat twenty McNuggets at any point in the day. If you woke me up in the middle of the night at three a.m. and you said you have to eat these twenty McNuggets or people will die, I'd be like, "Give me the honey mustard." Would have done that anyway. Would have eat, eaten them without would've saving people's anyway. lives. Would have done it anyway. Awesome. Okay, guys. Gentlemen, All right, boys. you're the best. You guys are the best. Love you guys, and hopefully we'll get it in when this world uh, comes back around. We'll get a chance to see you and hang out with you, which is our favorite thing in the world to do. That would be amazing. Yeah. It would be great to have you guys back up here at Comedy Bar, and we can hang out. And Toolsy, yes, Toolsy sure. could come into the city. When Americans are allowed back in Canada. So 2025. Please. 2025. Yeah, I don't know. It depends what happens on November 3rd, boys. It might, it might be sooner than you think. <laughs> okay. Take care, gentlemen. Right. Have a great night. Thanks a lot to you guys. Jason and Randy Sklar. Um, yeah, I, I've mentioned it before. Google that um, Cheap Seats episode where they uh, they do the mini putt. What they do is <coughs> they used to look at old broadcasts of things from like yeah. the 80s and just make fun of them the entire time. And our friend Peter Schrager was a writer on that. Yes. Show. Oh, uh, bring that up so that's pretty crazy. Uh think of how it all comes together. Another thing we didn't get a chance to do this week, and we promise we'll do it next week. Uh, Eddie Van Halen, of course, passed away. Very sad. Oh, Engineer and Jim. Engineer Jim sent out a tweet about it, and a bunch of you said, oh, you know, let's get him on to talk, do his six degrees, and, and we just didn't get a chance to do that this week. So we will absolutely, we give you our assurances, we will make sure that Jim is on next week, and we will, uh, maybe right off the top, we'll do a six degrees with Jim about Eddie Van Halen. While uh, the Sklars were uh, riffing there, I crushed that Big Mac. Delicious. Uh, as usual, thank you, McDonald's, for being the best sponsor. Thank you uh, to you listeners for continuing to listen to our podcast every week, and we apologize it was a little late this week. Uh, we assume next week we'll be right back uh, up at uh, Tuesday midnight, or how do you say that? Monday midnight? Monday midnight. I never know how to say that, but yeah, so it's technically be, Tuesday, but it's Monday Tuesday, 1 a.m. Right, Tuesday, 1 a.m. Let's do that. Uh, that's when you can get our podcast, and we'll be back there next week. Stoff, anything we're forgetting? Anything else? 
Oh, I like Tuesday at 1 a.m. Gives me more time. <laughs> there you go. Perfect. So Tuesday, every Tuesday at 1 a.m., you can wake up, crush 20 McNuggets, and uh, listen to the podcast. Yes, guy. See ya. Stuff. Stuff. What's happening? We've been. Stop, we've going? been invaded. We're hearing. Uh, we're hearing Mike Greenberg's radio show here. This is odd. They're going home. to the Jay and Dan podcast brought to you by our friends at McDonald's James Duffy presents the rubber boots podcast so we're sitting down at our table the, the waiter comes up and he's like profusely sweating <laughs> and this is like 100% his first line to us he goes hello I am not well <laughs> I'm very ill. <laughs> you ate there? I came down with it yesterday. I've just not been good. Not good at all. Get it at tsn.ca and anywhere you get your podcasts.